up to $500 off Peloton tread purchases, there's no better time to bring it home for the holidays and ride.
Praise God. We welcome everyone. Those who are watching on the live stream, those who are gathered here, welcome home to Trinity today. We want to thank you for being here. Thank those for, that are watching. We had a big, big time Friday night. Uh, if you didn't get to the parade, you missed something special. Thousands of people, thousands of people out, and we were carrying the, the message. Uh, Greg and, and Riley had the banner up front that said, Jesus, the reason for the season. We had people in costumes. Oh, there, oh there's an old shepherd. Yeah, that... Oh, here we go. Aww. There's our van full of cheering folk. Hard to see some of them. Oh, there's the angelic trio. There it is. Jesus, the reason for the season. Little shining star. That's it? Okay. All right. Now, we had some people that deserve special recognition. First of all, Pastor Carissa, she put the whole thing together. And a uh, lot of work, a lot of work. And then all of our, our people that were in costume, first of all, it was something else keeping up with the parade. Amen? Yeah. I mean, they were, that was the fastest parade I was ever in. And uh, I started off, I was going to be the old shepherd. I, I, I gave that up uh, about the first corner around the block, and I started walking as fast as I could. But we have some folks that... Uh, well, I want to give a special tribute to Vicki and uh, Betty and Barb and Ed. Uh, I'm not talking anything about your age, but you were the seasoned, you were the seasoned people on the, on the tour, and they made it all the way around the, the whole uh, march and lived until another day. Yeah, uh, yeah, Braddock almost was run over by the church van because he, he, he stopped and wanted to pick up candy and uh, didn't tell uh, the driver of the van that he had stopped. Came that close one time. Just uh, yeah. You almost got to use the insurance money, uh, Deb. I, I just, the insurance money was almost there. It was that close. It was that close. <laughs> But we had a great time sharing a witness over 500 pieces of literature saying Jesus, the reason for the season, and Trinity AG uh, were passed out, and the candy, and uh, thousands of people were at the parade. We just wanted to give a witness. And we're, if even one person thinks back and said, I, I, need, I need to get close to the reason for the season, how about a big round of applause for all those who helped out in the parade? <clears throat> and 
We, we, uh, we told the people that were riding in the van that, no, you can't walk this route. You have to stay on the van. And they were very obedient, weren't you, Jim? He was very obedient. We had a great, great time. Lots of cool things coming up this holiday season, and we want you to be inviting people to the various services of the church, and uh, uh, J.R. will tell you about that a little bit. I, I, took, it, I took some grief from J.R. because I was making all of his announcements last week, and uh, he told me I didn't do a good job, so I, uh, you know, I need to clean up my act. Uh, he was a little overbearing. Come here, come here, JR. Come here, come here. Come here, JR. He's a little overbearing. So I had to headbutt him right there. Uh, right there. I'm not tall enough to headbutt you up there. But we do welcome everybody. We're going to have a great time praising Jesus today. We're beginning our series of messages Call His Name the various names that Jesus is referred to in the scripture, and we need to call on his name today. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me? Let's begin to call on his name right now. Call on the name that's above every other name. Call on the name and give glory to the one who bears the name Jesus. Call upon Emmanuel, God with us, wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father.
Praise God. Praise God. Before you sit down, I want to invite and encourage everyone to go out, find somebody, and just tell them something that you're, you're, you're thankful for, a testimony, and something that you're joyful about. Just please, I encourage you to go find somebody.
All right, everybody, if you could make your way back to your seats, I'd appreciate it. Find your way back, please. Ed. Ed. I was I was talking to Pastor today this morning about the the parade on Friday and he was telling me about how you almost got hit a few times. So we've come together and as a gift we would like to give you this backpack enhanced with turn signals and brake lights um, considered an early Christmas gift I'm so excited to see everyone here today grandfather if you want to come forward if we have any guests with us uh, joining us today at Trinity the first time I would just like to welcome you here and thank you for joining us uh, if you are a guest, slip up your hand, and this young man right here has a connection card. If you could just fill it out for us and put it in one of the offering plates, and um, then we can stay in contact with you, and you can keep up to date with things going on here at Trinity. Can we get a round of applause for our guest today? <laughs> Exciting news, and I must admit, I wasn't the biggest... I haven't always been the biggest fan of Pastor's tram Tambourine, Trambolin, yeah, Tambourine. But I'm starting to come around to it. And I think, I think what it was is I'm just very uncoordinated, so I can't keep up with a beat. But me and Jim have been working on this. And me and Jim, the whole entire first two songs were in sync on clapping. So... We discussed it, and I think me and Jim are going to come in with some brand new shiny tambourines next week. In fact, I think everyone should bring in some tambourines next week. Because I've come around to it. And they seem to be multiplying, so we might as well just join the trend. If you're able to come out and join us for Wednesday services, we have our 10 a.m. Bible study with Pastor... Um, and then at 7 o'clock, we have our classes for all ages. We have Bible study for the adults, youth, um, missionette, or girls' ministries, nursery, rangers, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you're able to come out and join us on Wednesday evening or morning, we would appreciate that, and we'd love to see you. Um, this Saturday, we have men's breakfast at 8 a.m., and pastor is going to be speaking and Dave will be cooking up something I'm sure will be delicious. Um, so make sure if you're able and you're able to come out to that, you come and join us. We'd love to have you. Following that, there's a board meeting. Um, and then Saturday at 4.30 to 7 o'clock, we are having a, our Trinity Outreach Ministry. Um, and that will be to benefit those in need and the homeless. So if you have any questions about that... Um, yeah, see Pastor Bill, um, and then he can help you if you're able to come and attend. And then next Sunday, we have Mission Sunday at uh, Trinity, so make sure if you're able to come out and uh, 
support our missionaries, that you're able to do that as well. Um, if the ushers could come forward, please. Hold on, I missed something again. It wasn't 10. He counts my us. I think it was at nine this time. I'm trying to take one away each time. Whatever. He's so good, I got to do something to keep him humble. All right. Praise God. Let's talk to the Heavenly Father. Lord God, we thank you for your great love. We celebrate it at this season of the year especially because you loved us so much you sent the best gift ever, your only son Jesus, to take on the form of human and to be our Savior, to be the Lamb of God. Thank you, Father, and help us to always proclaim to everyone that Jesus is the reason for this season. It's become muddied over the years through television and movies and films, and people really don't understand anymore. Draw us back to the reality of the reason. We pray, Father, that you would meet with us here now as we give our tithes, our offerings, our love gifts, our faith promises to support the work of spreading the name of Jesus, not only here on the west side of Columbus, but all over the world. Meet with us today, Father, as we give. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I remind you that all during praise and worship, the altar's open for you to come, to be anointed, to be prayed for, to seek the Lord. Let's just enter in today. Can we do that? Give him glory.
remind us what we can call you today. Emmanuel, God with us. We praise you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've been to church already. Thank you, worship team. <laughs> we, we sang his song, so I... praise God. Felt directed of the Lord to during this entire month to call his name, to see the variety of ways that his name is used in the scripture. But before I get into the message today, I, we're not sure if we're going to be able to do this, but we're going to try. Christmas was always very special to me and our families. But there came a time when tragedy struck and I wasn't pastoring a church at that time. I was up at Heartland as a director. And I was doing weekend ministry. And on the way back from Lima, Ohio, I'm just, I'm having a real tough time with the holiday. Anybody here have a tough time? with the holiday and I just began to talk to the Lord and express some of the things that I was feeling and some of the memories and some of the haunting moments and it became therapy for me as I poured it out before the Lord I shared this I made a recording of it and shared it with the men's ministries about five or six years ago but we're going to try and get it, that reading, on our website, the best we can do. We're going to try. And I listen to it every year, and it helps me. Because sometimes there's a hole in your heart in the holidays for whatever reason. And it brought the whistle back to my whistle and the joy back to my heart that was missing for some years. And so we're going to keep you posted on that. We're, we're going to try. We're going to try and have that reading put on to our website and to try and make that happen for you. I hope it's a blessing to you. It's too lengthy to try and do on a Sunday morning. But uh, you pray for us as we try to make that happen, all right? All right. It's called, Can Christmas Ever Be the Same? Would you stand with me as you take your word, your copy of God's word in your hand, and turn, first of all, I'm going to see how good you are today, two portions of scripture, put a marker, put, a, put something in there. We're turning, first of all, to Isaiah 
chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. And then while you got that, turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 7 to begin with. In the midst of a prophecy that seems unrelated, the Holy Spirit moved upon Isaiah to bring in the midst of kind of a dismal time in Israel. This prophetic word, when Israel felt so all alone, and in the midst of this kind of a dismal prophecy, God anointed him to preach these words. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then Isaiah chapter 9 gives us further insight to this child that will be born through the virgin. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the hosts, Lord of hosts, will perform this. Father, help us to learn the names by which we can call Jesus. Help us today to comprehend Emmanuel. I ask it in his name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking there in Isaiah 9 at the various terminologies related to Jesus in prophecy. He'll be called Wonderful or the Wonder Worker, full of wonder and power, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace. These will all be things that he'll be called, and we want to look at each one in the weeks to come. But we start off here in Isaiah 7 as the virgin birth is introduced in the scripture. Before I go further, I want to say that this is a pivotal portion of scripture. And some people gloss over it. It was just another baby born. Oh no. If it had just been another child born. Do I need to move this down a little lower? It's kind of echoey up here. Or maybe that's just me. 
probably just me. Nothing up there. Someone to relegate this concept of the virgin birth to history and folklore and legend. But everything about your salvation and mine hinges upon this prophecy. It wasn't just another baby born. Because every baby born comes in with a history attached to it. Because we're all sinners. We come into this world and the very first aspect of our sinfulness is shown by our selfishness. It's all about us. You can't save yourself. There's nothing righteous or holy about you or me that can save myself, let alone anybody else. But this was not just another baby born. This was something that changed everything of God's creation. That a virgin would be with child, not through earthly means. But this child, as Gabriel said, will be the son of the Most High God. For the glory of the Lord shall come upon you, overshadow you, and that child will be God's son. God sent his only son, begotten son, into the world to be a sacrifice. He would be sinless because his bloodline comes from the Father, not from the earth. A sinless God is the only one who can father a sinless child. And Jesus came without sin, and he lived without sin, and he died covered in the sins of the whole world as God's lamb sacrifice. And because he was a sinless sacrifice, we can call upon the name of the virgin-born son, Jesus. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Folks, don't let anyone take that doctrine out of your toolbox. It's pivotal to this season. Not just another baby, but the son of God, born to be your Savior and mine. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking and examining those descriptive terms of Jesus' ministry. But today we want to start off with kind of something that doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. I remember as a young person reading these and, and I'm saying, okay, which is it? What is his day, you know? I mean, inquiring minds want to know. Because I had read every year the Christmas story out of Matthew. In Matthew chapter 1 and, and verse 18 it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child 
of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Wait a minute. Didn't Isaiah say, Emmanuel? I was confused. For he will save his people from their sin. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the Lord, by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel. I am totally, completely confused by this time. Am I the only one? I, I just it, it just messed with me because it didn't make any sense. Hopefully, by the end of the day, it'll make some sense. Some of you already understand it, but there's some of us that were slow learners. How many of you were in the slow learners class? Maybe you should have been, but you weren't. <laughs> you know, we used to kid around about those in the slow learners class and then I realized we were all in it. <laughs> How many of you are just kind of a couple steps back from the pace of the parade? How many of you, not the sharpest knife in the drawer? The lights are on but nobody's home. Well, which is it? Is he Emmanuel? Are you going to call him Emmanuel? Are you going to call him Jesus? Both. You see, Isaiah tells us what his ministry will be. And Matthew tells us what his name is going to be. In Isaiah, we find out that he is going to be not an angel, not another prophet, not a rabbi, not a teacher, not just somebody who's a good person. He's going to be almighty God right here with us. Emmanuel. Matthew tells that this is the fulfillment of that virgin birth, the one who will be called Emmanuel because that will be his ministry. He'll be God right here with us. And you're going to know him by the name of Jesus. It's one of those great words that we study in the, as we look at the scriptures and we look at the Hebrew and we look at the Greek and we find that Jesus in the ancient Greek means, I am your salvation. That's who Jesus is. He's your only hope. He's my only hope. Amen. He's the Savior, the only Savior of the world. 
His physical name will be Jesus. His ministry will be Almighty God right here with us present. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God right here with us. Emmanuel. As we walk through the Gospels, we can see, and Jesus did this, and Jesus did that. That was his name. But we see his ministry throughout the Gospels, and even in the book of Acts, and in all of the writings of the apostles. Emmanuel. Jesus was right there with them. Their salvation was right there wherever they were. He was right there when a crowd of thousands was on the hillsides around Galilee. He was right there in the middle of thousands when their stomachs began to growl a little bit. And they'd been there listening to his teaching, this Jesus of Nazareth. And as he taught, they became uncomfortable. And he says, well, you need to, we need to feed them. And the disciples said, well, there's no way we can feed them. Uh, it would cost us an arm and a leg and a couple other arms and a leg to feed all these people. There's no McDonald's handy. We have no gift cards. We have no way to go in and feed several thousand people. It's impossible. Well, Jesus said, well, what have you got? And they went around, and all out of this whole crowd of people, there was only one kid who was willing to share his lunch with Jesus. But the disciples, they, they still had no faith in it. They said, but what is that among so many? If you really measure it out, what the little boy had in his lunch was two fish sandwiches and some fries. Now that's a good lunch for a little boy, but among five or 6,000 people, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And Jesus took it, and he looked heavenward, and he prayed. And you know, it wasn't just a man looking heavenward. It wasn't just a man or a teacher or a prophet. It was the Son of Almighty God. And he was right there. Right then. And as he began to say, Father, thank you for what you're about to do. The, the, the God of the universe, the God that spoke things into existence was breaking the bread right there with them. Emmanuel, thoroughly present at that moment. It was not a Jesus, the earthly man moment. It was Emmanuel moment. He was right there. Now, when he finished, the disciples who had been skeptical of this whole ordeal are left holding each one of them. Every one of the 12 apostles is holding a basket full of evidence. This is no ordinary man. That's right. 
This is Emmanuel. This is a God moment. This is a God thing. This is a holy God time. Because mere flesh and blood cannot do this. But Emmanuel can. Walk through the pages of the book. He's out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. I don't know about you, but you get on a nice boat there fishing, and it's just beginning to rock, and Jesus yawns, as some of you are doing right now. And, and he goes to the back part of the boat, and he lays down, and he takes a nap. Storm starts rolling in. You know it was a big storm because it, the wind blew through the horns of Hattan and they begin a swirling motion on the Sea of Galilee and these seasoned fishermen were fearful for their lives. And they went running back to the Jesus on the back of the boat who seemed to not care a thing, had not a care in the world. And they said, Master, don't you care that we're all going to die? <laughs> and he got up from his nap. And he walked to the front of the ship. I know sometimes we think of him shouting at the storm. I don't think so. That's just me. Jesus went to the front of the ship and he just said, that'll be about enough. You know what he said? He went up and he said, Shalom. Remember singing that earlier today? He's Jehovah Shalom. God right here with us. God's peace right here with us. In the midst of the storms of life, he doesn't just send you word about your peace. He doesn't say, there, there, everything will be all right. No, this Emmanuel, this God with us, he, the, the Shalom God comes and he brings his peace right where we are. So there Jesus looks out over the, the storm-tossed sea and he said, Shalom. And the waves couldn't answer back because they were silenced. And the storm dissipated. And looking around, the disciples on the boat said, Who is that guy? He's Emmanuel. He's not just a man. He's not just another teacher. He is Emmanuel, God, right here with us. They didn't recognize it at the time. Oh, but later on they did. Are you inundated with storms in your life today? Are the winds of adversity blowing against you? Are you embittered by the things that, that are coming your way and, the, and you're overwhelmed by the circumstances of your life right now? And it's not just a, a, a gentle breeze. It's a swirling tornado of, of all kinds of things hitting your life right now. And you say, how am I going to make it? I want you to know there's an Emmanuel ministry that Jesus, that Lord that you've invited into your heart as Savior, Emmanuel comes right with you. And you know he's the same Jesus that can speak shalom to storms. 
He can speak shalom to the situations of your life. Now, they were still on a boat, but they were on the boat with Emmanuel, and it changed everything. It changed everything. The fact that Emmanuel, God with us, you're going to make it because God's not going down. God's not going to sink with the ship. He's going to walk on the waters. He's going to calm the storms. He's going to speak shalom to the storms of our life because he is God with us. First of all, you got to make sure Jesus is in the boat with you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we launch out on our own. Sometimes we think, I can handle this. I'll just leave Jesus on the shoreline. Bad choice. I want God with me. I want Emmanuel, ministry of Jesus. Not just a, somebody's advice, not somebody's little uh, bumper sticker to cheer me on. I want Emmanuel. God with me. God with you. In the midst of your circumstance. There was an old song. It was the first solo, a, a duet rather, that, that I sang in church at 13th and Cleveland here in Columbus, Ohio. Me and Ronnie Rucker, uh, we were two high tenors at that time. We were 12 years old, and we were given an opportunity to sing a duet in the Sunday morning service before about 900 people. And our knees smote one against another. I remember the song that we sang. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the sea. Thou who rulest winds and water, stand by me. Stand by me, O Lord, stand by me. Stand by me, O Lord, stand by me, O Lord. When the world is tossing you like a ship upon the sea, the one who rules winds and waters is Emmanuel, God with me he's in the boat amen he's in the boat with you or perhaps you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death in these seasons of your life sickness of a loved one terminal conditions death screams out at you Fear rises. But the good news is this. You don't have to stand in that place alone because Emmanuel stands with you. He shall be called Emmanuel, God right here with us. He's Emmanuel today. When you're passing through the scary times, the fearful times, 
Or maybe you've just walked through that valley and you're on the other side of it. And you're sensing loss and you're sensing fear and despair. Your heart seems hollow because that loved one is no longer there. That was the subject of that reading I was telling you about, that I have therapy. I had therapy just the other day in my office. All the songs of the holidays and all the memories and everything, but the death of important people in my life had me ask the question, can Christmas ever be the same again? And God met me there. Emmanuel met me there. Emmanuel met me on, in a car ride from Lima, Ohio, back to Marengo and let me know that Emmanuel's still on duty. Emmanuel can meet you in a car. He can meet you in any place because he is God with you, his child. And he can comfort the heart of a father who's lost a son because he was a father who sent his only begotten son to die for the sins of the whole world and he's reminded of it every year at this time especially. Emmanuel, God with us. He wants to be with you today. Yeah. He wants to be with us today. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because I'm so strong. Uh, no. Wrong answer. I'll fear no evil because I am a mighty, mighty person. No. Because he's with me. That's the only reason we can walk in victory through the valley is because we will not walk alone. Emmanuel. God with us in the valleys of the shadow. God with us in the scary times. God with us. And because he's God with us, you don't have to put on anything for anybody. You say, I, I just don't feel strong. Well, then you lean heavy on the one who walks with you. Lean heavier upon the one who's promised to walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. He will strengthen, he will help, but most importantly, he'll be Emmanuel, God, right there with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now you can walk away from him. You can listen to the other sounds around you and drift away from him. But he wants to be Emmanuel to you today in your situation, in your circumstance. Or maybe your path is one of sickness right now Jesus was Emmanuel to them as well to the lame to the leper to the blind to the paralytic to the deaf 
to the leprous. And even the sickness unto death, he'll be right with you. Look at Jesus, Emmanuel. Now, other people were walking there, but they couldn't do what Emmanuel could. Other people were there. You remember the fellow? He was beside the pool of Bethesda. And, and he'd been there for many years. He was, he was lame. He couldn't walk. And there was a tradition that every once in a while an angel would come down and stir up the water and whoever got over to the, to the water first and dipped in was healed, but we have no proof of that. It's just tradition. And Jesus, Emmanuel, came to the pool of Bethesda that day. And he saw the man there and he said, do you want to be made well? Do you want to walk again? He says, yeah, but... When the angel comes down, everybody else gets there quicker. I have nobody to take me to the water, and so I'm... Jesus says, no. Do you want to be made well? Because you're not just talking to a passerby. This is Emmanuel, God with you. It's not about the water. We're not even going to dip you in it. I'm just going to speak the word right where you are. And it's God speaking the healing word right where he was. And the man got up and leaped and walked around, healed and whole, and he was still dry. Because it's not the water that heals you. It's the one who made the water, that spoke the rains into existence. Emmanuel, God with you. God right here with you. You see, he doesn't leave us in the midst of our situation. Many times I speak with people who are going through a sickness, a disease, a terminal bout, and they feel so disconnected and all alone. That's a trick of the enemy. If you know Jesus as your Savior, he's not coaching you from a distance. He is Emmanuel, God, right there with you. You don't have to scream to him. You can just chat to him. You can whisper his name. You can call his name Jesus, but his ministry to you is Emmanuel, God, right here with me and when this life is over you know we're none of us are going to make it out of here alive we'll make it out of here changed but we're not going to make it out of here alive Amen. how many of you have loved ones that have passed over to the presence of the Lord you see he's still Emmanuel at the point of death because even at the point of death, angelic messengers are going to carry your spirit right to the loving arms of Emmanuel, and he's going to be right there with you when you pass through onto the other side. And he's going to embrace you and say, well done.
come on home. I've got a spot ready for you. Because he's been working on a spot for you in his father's house. Let's see, where does the father live? He lives in the palace of heaven. You got a room in the palace. And Jesus is going to escort you home. No more sickness, no more pain, no more suffering. Because he's Emmanuel, right there with us. He wants to be your Emmanuel today. That's the whole essence of our thought. We can become so busy and overwhelmed by the things that are going on, we forget that he wants to be there for us. He wants to be your Emmanuel today. He wants to be God right there with you. Well, Pastor, you don't know my situation. Well, you don't know my God. His name is Emmanuel. He shall be called Emmanuel because he's not phoning it in from heaven. He wants to stand by the power of his Holy Spirit right there with you as God. Now, in situations like when you're outnumbered and overwhelmed and you say, well, I can't, I can't do this. I, I can't make this. If the biggest, strongest, mightiest warrior, an angel uh, robed in white stands beside you and he says, we got this. You might have a little bit more confidence, but you know what? Bigger than any angel. Bigger than any warrior. When Jesus comes and says, I'm right here with you, my friend. We can conquer this together. We can have victory together. I'm going to trust him because he's Emmanuel, God, right here with us. He wants to be called Emmanuel in your life and in mine. At work, at home, in the car, in the store, in the midst of the crisis, in the dilemma, in the persecution, in the addiction, in the attack from outside, in financial adversity. You are not alone, child of God. Child of God. You got to make sure Jesus is in the boat with you. Because Jesus, his name means, I am your salvation. Your only hope. My only hope. And I need to start out every day and make sure Jesus is in the boat. Wherever I travel, I want Jesus to be in the boat with me. Because he speaks shalom, peace, to storms. And he says, be healed, rise up, take up your bed and walk. I'm going to be with you through the valley of the shadow of death. And you'll fear no evil, not because you're so great, but because I'm the great God and I'm walking right with you. In the time of need, call his name. His name is Jesus. His ministry to you and to me today. He shall be called Emmanuel, God right here with us. Would you stand with me, please?
I'm going to invite you to call his name with me. I'm going to invite you to call the name Jesus as your Savior and thank him. He's Emmanuel. God right there with you. You say, well, maybe I need to make some room. No. He's within you by the power of his Holy Spirit right there with you. Emmanuel. But you got to make sure, first of all, how many of you are sure Jesus is in the boat with you today? You know him as your Savior. If you cannot lift your hand, right now is your time. You may be watching on the live stream. I've got good news. This same Jesus who came to this earth to die for the sins of the whole world came to die for your sins just as much as anybody else here. And he wants to be your Savior today. He wants you to call his name Jesus, for he will save you from your sin. And right where you are, whether in this building or watching at home, you can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved today. I encourage you to do so. Don't face the situations of life in your own strength and ability. You will fail. You will lose. You can have a personal relationship with Jesus, who is Emmanuel. God, right here with us. I encourage you, in your situation, whatever it may be today, if he's in your boat, you know he's in your heart and life. I want you to begin to lift up an invitation. You know how the just inflection of your words can change your word? If it's a fearful thing, Jesus, help me. Or you can say, Jesus, right here.
be Emmanuel to me today. If you want to step out and come to this altar for prayer, the brethren are here to pray with you. Or right where you are, at home, in your car, whatever you're listening or watching this, call the name Jesus. Invite him to be Emmanuel right here with you today. Shout his name, church. Shout his name. Shout the name of Jesus in the house. Shout the name of Jesus at the point of your knee. Shout the name of Jesus. Invite him to be Emmanuel, God, right here with me. Some are coming for prayer. Brethren, be ready. Have the anointing already. Have the anointing already. Jesus, Emmanuel, right here with us today. Shout his name, church. Invite him to be right here with you at your point of need.
I'm just talking to Emmanuel today. Invite him in, into the very situation you're walking through. God right here with you. Today. Right now. Hallelujah. Emmanuel. Prepare your hearts to remember his sacrifice. He came to die for your sins and for mine, for the sins of the whole world. Didn't have to. He willingly laid down his life for us. That's the love of the Father.
not him and he was God. Only God can speak to the deaf ear and they hear. Only God can speak to the blind eye and they see. Only God can wipe away the spots of leprosy, the stench of death. Take the cup and give him praise. His blood. 
blood that was shed at Calvary washes away all sin. He's Emmanuel, God right here. And ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, 